2020. Welcome to the show. But before we get started, there's uh, there's rules. There's rules to everything, Chad. Oh, wait, you're bringing me down, right? Well, we're here's some things we can't discuss, off. Chad. Current or future prices, surcharges, price levels, cost or profit margins. Wow, we also can't talk about what is a fair or rational price, surcharge, or profit level. And especially not pricing or bidding methodologies or procedures. We can't talk about pricing practices or strategies, including methods, timing, or implementation of price changes. And of course, we would never talk about cash or other discounts, rebates, service charges, or other terms and conditions. Certainly no credit terms, certainly not whether or how prices, warranties, or other terms of sale are advertised. And if we do, we'll be asked to leave the meeting. And that Don't goes for you, do too, that. out there. This is a great event, though. We're here at the Omni Hotel in Nashville. I've never been to Nashville before. I know that you, uh, I don't know, you seem to know Bourbon Street pretty well. <laughs> well, I've been, uh, been here a few times. You know, Titans fan, go, well, so- sorry for the Titans. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it is a, it's a beautiful, it's a fun downtown that, well, people like you had no idea about it until just last night. No, I didn't. It's almost like a living museum because each like bar or restaurant you go into, there's someone performing, oftentimes to almost nobody like we are right now. Yeah, it was. Uh, we I I saw a lot of great musicians last night. I really enjoyed the uh, <laughs> the 1980s kind of style band where oh. like the, the the drummer was really into it. The, yeah, they, they could sing. The guy was. Ripping the bay, they had a female bassist, which was like very 90s. She's walking around right. the crowd, yeah, you know, their giving five a little... string bass, yes. And uh, she was singing Sweet Child of Mine, they could all sing. You know, some of those, some of those performances, though, it really shows how great a, uh, a performer is, like, um. Brett Michaels, for example. Oh, because it took yeah. three different singers to cover all of his octave range. Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, he could uh, sing some. Um, what is it? Talk dirty to me. Talk dirty to me. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk. Mean, really? Yeah. Maybe not dirty to is Scott Case. Come over here, Scott Case. Thank Scott you, Case, founder and chief storyteller, at and the, the marketing manager at the Air Cargo Conference. And you're wearing invisible glasses. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea why I, I should sort of think of Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool manager, as my idol for this, but I was. Trying to go with the European look. Hey, have you guys thought about like reading appliance manuals like that? I mean, you would yeah. really sort of like bring to life refrigerator installations. Well, it's like Wonder wow. Woman's jet, you Thanks. know, like they say it's invisible, but you can actually, you can kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we're, we're making a leap. Yes. Yeah, so okay. what brings us here, Scott? I'm good leaping. Well, what brings everybody here is the annual air cargo conference. The Air Cargo Conference is jointly presented by the Air Forwarders Association, the Air Expediter Motor Carriers Association, and ACI North America. It is, as Executive Director Brandon Freed of the Air Forwarders Association calls, the conference for everyone else. It's a great opportunity to bring together the entire air cargo supply chain, from the ground handlers to the vendors who provide services, to the airlines, the forwarders, the truckers, because we realize that this is an industry that touches a lot of people and requires a lot of people to do. It's not the sort of business people fall 
lull themselves into. You, you have to sort of find it. You're not going to get a degree from your local university in it. So it's a chance for people to come together and learn in what's really a really rapid moving sort of regulatory environment for them as well. Wow. Wow. I mean, because everything connects, right? Everything connects in the supply chain. It, you might not get a degree in air cargo, but mm -hmm. you might. there's a lot of degrees in it and a lot. It, it touches. Right. I think one of the themes we're going to talk about here uh, on What the Truck here at the conference, you're going to be talking about how even like trucking regulation impacts air cargo. Right. A absolutely. Because if you think about it from the from the security point of view, the first person usually that, that potentially will get their hands on a piece of air cargo is going to be a trucker. And yeah. as a result of that fact, the security of the supply chain from the initial moment when it's picked up from the shipper until it makes its way to the aircraft and then goes somewhere, that's something that's really highly regulated and highly monitored because of the potential to introduce something. So from the security point of view, there's a lot of concern about how that process happens. Speaking of security, cyber threats, that impacts everybody. That's a big topic of discussion. We're going to be riffing on that at the conference as well, right? Yep, uh, I believe you're also speaking with Rick Bridges at some point about about that topic during the course of these uh, yep. during the course of the interviews. Cyber risks are going to be a very big thing. We've we've all sort of seen whether it be private for ransom hits or nation state actors who've taken action against for instance steamship lines. Maersk suffered through a cyber attack. I believe their port division APM terminals was brought to was ground to a halt at one point because of that. So as a result, companies are going to need to look and realize that the amount of information that they keep that's both commercial for their shippers, but then also, again, from a security point of view, um, the potential introduction of something to people who have an awareness of how their supply chains work can cause a risk and is something that people need to make sure is hard-pointed. What about something like an air traffic control network? Is that at risk for a ransomware attack? I can imagine that would cause incredible disruption. It certainly would. Um, with the air traffic control system being its own single entity that's operated by the FAA, the FAA is responsible for monitoring and managing that. There's always discussions that kind of come up periodi periodically throughout Congress whether or not privatizing the air cargoes or privatizing the air traffic control system makes sense for optimization to sort of get people to be able to fly around in different directions as opposed to the traditional lanes that they're used to operating in. Um, that's something where the, the jury is still out on it, but, but industry is certainly working with the government to try and figure out what makes the most sense in that respect. Speaking of uh, regulations and other things happening in the industry, what you know, are we going to be talking about the, the uh, impact of air cargo on just carbon and what are the like what are the uh, environmental impacts of uh, of air cargo or what are th what are things being done certainly the the logistics sector in general i mean air cargo is a key component of it um sea cargo as you know through your coverage of things like imo 2020 right. and the switch over to the low sulfur fuel that happened on january 1st um the logistics in the supply chain industry as it grows and as it gets more diverse certainly does contribute to the climate issues that that we're all facing um air cargo and air transport certainly have not been in doubt for that either. Um, one of the topics that came up yesterday during a women's networking session, um, there were two speakers, one from Air Canada and one from Flexport.org, their, their um, charitable division, yeah. talked about that impact and, and the discussion of carbon offsetting came up. Um, I know a number of companies here are also looking at doing carbon offsets, much like you could purchase a carbon offset as a flying passenger. There are services out there that will allow the purchase of carbon offsets for cargo as well. So the look at that, the, the airlines look at biofuels, um, are certainly all going to be things that contribute to how the industry is going to take and tackle um, the issue of its impact on climate moving forward. Now, a lot of people say that airlines basically fly themselves these days. So 
How far away from automation of just fully automated airlines? And is that a topic of discussion that people will start having it? Because we hear on the trucking side, we hear about it with trucks all the time. On the Mm -hmm. railroad side, you hear about it with trains. So where are we with planes? Um, I don't really envision sort of pilotless planes. Um, I can't imagine that that passengers are going to feel very comfortable to to giving themselves over. Where I think some of the first steps are going to be taken in sort of a pilotless aircraft is going to be lighter than air. There's going, to be a lot of del- there's going to be a lot of innovation in the dirigible section outside of drones, certainly drones which are going to be centrally controlled. But what but- if we took the passengers out and right. then we just filled it with cargo? It seems like, especially at a forum like this, it, would make, it might make a lot of sense to build planes that are just cargo-only planes without human beings inside of them. Um, that would make a lot of sense, but I think also as you take a look at the cargo that gets carried, particularly the, there's a difference between what can get carried on passenger aircraft versus cargo aircraft because of the potential risk to the carrying passengers. So maybe there's a hazardous material that if there's passengers upstairs, you carry 10 kilos. If it's just the crew, they're willing to take 100 or 500 kilos of it because there's less human risk. I believe that there's always going to be a need for somebody to remediate something that could happen like that unexpectedly in air, potentially with, particularly with the cargo. Um, you can try and create the automated and redundant systems for the cockpit, but then what what happens to the people that need to remediate something were it to happen with the cargo that's being carried on board? It's easier to uh, do autonomous, though, with a plane as opposed to, to trucks and cars, as I understand. I would think so because of the because of the multiple layers of systems that are involved already. Um, certainly, we've seen some issues with, with an aircraft manufacturer and how they've chosen to execute their systems and the layers that are going to come with it. Yeah. Um, and while it is possible and probable, it makes sense. It's a lot more of a, a closed loop. Um, I think the challenge, again, will be remediating some of what's happening if, if something were to happen in flight or there needed to sure. be a decision. You can make a decision tree for something happening with the avionics of the aircraft. I would think it'd be a little bit more challenging to create a decision tree for something happening in the aircraft with the cargo causing that avionics problem. Wow. Well, Scott, how do people learn more? How do they get in touch with you? Well, they're able to find out more about the conference at aircargoconference.com. Um, I'm also the president of the Air Cargo Association in Chicago, so sort of a mini microcosm of that. Um, and we work with the Chicago Air Cargo community. That's iacac.com. Um, and then I also just have my own private business, but I appreciate coming here to talk about the air cargo thing, and, and that's not the slot to sort of plug that. So I, I do appreciate no. the time. I do appreciate the Look, time this morning. A lot of the things that people will be seeing here today are thanks to Scott. He helped set a lot of this up. So more than happy to have you plug for people to find you. But thank you for joining us on stage today. You're very welcome. Yeah, thank you, thanks, gentlemen. Scott. You're very- Fantastic stuff. Teeing us up. Thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. I guess I guess he brings up a good point. Uh, an airplane with no people in it is just a drone at that point, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. And it's certainly done. I mean, I know that in terms of the passenger equation and having people having people on uh, in the aircraft, I mean, the Boeing 737 MAX, it's just like, it just kind of halts everything in its tracks, right? Yeah, and I mean, we would be remiss not to even, and I know it's a helicopter, not a plane, but oh, with yes. news, like just fears of of travel and aviation always skyrocket when you have a celebrity involved. We had Kobe Bryant here and rest in peace to him and his family, but we're also in Music City in Nashville. And you think about like the big bopper and, and Richie Valens and that airline that went yeah. down. Those concerns you, are you, always. You, you, well, you, you think of, like, well, that just happened in the rain in the 60s with the Richie Valens and the, uh, and the Buddy Holly. But no, it happens. It happened 24 hours ago in a high-level uh, air aircraft, uh, and you just you just don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, yes, our thoughts and uh, and and prayers are with Kobe Bryant and his Kobe Bryant's family and the friends and the legacy that he has left behind. 
I think we're all conscious of that. Why don't we bring on Michael Vincent? Yeah, freight forecasting, frozen aficionado, frozen two hater. <laughs> he brings a lot to the table. A heavy yes. critic, that's for sure. Now, I got a question guys? for you. So, yeah. We were talking Disney movies last time you were on. We were. And yes, we were. So my kids watched my the... My daughters com- weren't happy about my comments, but... So have your daughters watched Aladdin? Not the new one. Okay. So I have. I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Once I got over the fact that it wasn't Robin Williams, it was it was right. Will Smith, right? Yeah, but he was excellent. Uh, he was excellent. Yeah. Right, but you had to get over the, the old shticks, right? So it was yeah. good. I thought it was excellent. It was I a good it. change. It was very like... um. Yeah. It was very uh, like Bollywood style too, like very yeah. colorful, just dance numbers. But they struck yeah. a good tone. They did, they did. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Speaking so, of tone, what kind of tone does Sonar strike at an event like this? Oh man, so uh, wow, visibility, right, has been the buzz. Talking to people last night and this morning, uh, really the, the the information that uh, that that freight waves and sonar can bring through you know visibility and transparency transparency is something very much needed in this in this business because you know, scott was yeah, talking everything's yeah. interrelated right and we have the yeah. visibility across all those different modes of transportation to give them really valuable insights into what is going on where those pressures are etc so yeah because really as you've good. pointed out you you've got a lot of freight forwarding experience and you like the freight forwarders are concerned amongst other things about being disrupted right so there's some features on sonar that can help you with that immediate real-time disruption yeah that's it that's exactly right the critical events both uh, you know whether they be geological weather related or geopolitical events etc but yeah. also you know, when you think about disruptions, you think about those type of things, act of war, this type of act of God, that type of thing. But uh, really uh, changes, swift changes in volatility and other modes of transportation can cause havoc for, for freight forwarders and, and uh, you know, time sensitive so there's a shipments. there's the critical events feature, for instance. Right? Yes, a critical events feature in there it keeps you up to the minute on what is going on. There's also digital signals, so kind of planning out where those geopolitical events may be happening. Right, they're not going to predict the exact date, but so there's Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, so you're not caught off guard. Right, is very very important. But the weather related and the geological related is absolutely real time. But then you're looking at real time movement of goods air, maritime, and truck throughout the world inside sonar. So you can see where those pressures and disruptions that are being caused by, you know, inside the industry are occurring. Well, the big theme of sonar is no more faster. And no place other than air do you need to know more faster. Exactly. Because the most rapid movement of freight. And usually things are like, I dealt with air freight perishables for two years when I was in forwarding. Right. And at no time is the movement of goods and the speed and movement of goods critical, especially in a perishable, because a lot of times those things get customs holds and FDA holds, which really tight. And like, look, you're talking about good that literally can go bad. Your, your fish can literally go bad being on one of these holds. Being, being held quick. up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And another interesting thing there that, that people don't think about is when you're talking about perishables and stuff moving, it can't move wet. No. So the weather during a particular season of harvest and when it's about the ship can cost up to be late two, three days if it's yeah. wet. It's got to be dry. You can't, Tem- temperature you can't control is, is massive. Huge. And it's a huge. lot of what it's freight huge. forwarders deal with is doing the just-in-time, 
right? And specialty. A lot of high value, a lot of just-in-time type of stuff. It's the shipments, when you think about it, it's hard. But, you know, medical equipment, even rock band equipment. And I'm surprised to learn you didn't jump on stage with your bass. You are a bass player now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was eyeing that lady in the crowd. I thought, like, he might take a pot <laughs> he shot. Might, if it wasn't a five-string bass, he yeah. probably would have grabbed it. That's that. right. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing holding me back. But, yeah, time-sensitive, gotta-be-there type of stuff. And intricate moves is what these guys specialize in, right? Scott was talking about you don't really get a degree in it. Uh, yeah. You just learn it. I've been getting my degree in it for 33 years. Wow. Right? So, I mean, that's that's how it goes, right? You, you know logistics, but you kind of, through experience, get into it. And these guys are the most knowledgeable across all transportation that are here. I think one of the, like, if I, if I may, like, I, I know it's a niche audience listening to us, but maybe not everyone knows the distinction between a freight forwarder and, say, just a broker could you could you like give us kind of the 101 what is a freight forwarder you can't yeah 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 it's it's difficult to say it without disparaging one group or the other right because <laughs> you say just a, a broker brokers are very very talented and very very good at what they do but yes. when you've got something that is a, that is a really high value or very intricate moves across many modes you know door to door international is going to hit several different modes of transportation and have to go through customs these are the guys that can handle it end to end. They're the experts, right? So it's the it, that's kind of the difference. It's the just in time. They're the experts across all modes to get it done for you. Well, I think the confusion comes into just people coming in is the the distinctions. A lot of brokers, three PLs, NVOCCs are also freight forwarders. But when you just True. call something a straight freight forward, it's usually because they're not doing the brokerage aspect. And if you ask a broker, they'll be like, "Well, we do so much more. We're not yeah. just a freight forwarder." That's, that's like exactly. one little cornerstone of all the rest that we do. That's right. That's right. Because, they, yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to answer that other than you're dead on. That's yeah. exactly what they're doing. They're, they're not just brokers. They know much more. But brokers also have their freight forwarding arms as well that are highly specialized in getting things done. They're just not as, I guess, marketing it as well. Do, I mean, do you have to know more people at the at each end of the equation well, yeah these guys have the relationships that a normal shipper might not have that i mean because they're working with these different providers of transportation and and, and uh you know customs clearing and, and so on on a daily basis they have strong uh ties with them really good relationships with them they know the ins and outs they know how to get things done that if you're not shipping it on a regular basis uh you probably don't have those ties across all that and even if you do why wouldn't you use guys that are experts at doing this? Hey, Vincent, it's a whole new world. Not to uh, not to drop an Aladdin reference there, but <laughs> we're bringing sonar to this whole new audience, this air cargo audience. What do you hope to impart on people here, and what do you hope they take away? Well, uh, really, that transparency across all modes is extremely important, and and sonar brings that transparency in real time data. It's not last month's data or two months ago. It's not lagging indicators, although those are useful in building out your models, right? And so you can get that information, but there's just a plethora of real time data across all modes that you really need to be looking at, and that sonar provides that visibility immediately. Now, sometimes trucking companies they look at they look at air freight. Like I always worked for a three PL, and our core component was an air freight, but we did ocean and we did trucking. So whenever we had to use an air forwarder. It was just like, yeah, that's an, that's an add-on. So do you think a lot of the air forwarders here and, and a lot of the air brokers think much about trucking? And if you are you here to let them know to think more about it because everything touches? Oh, no, they, they absolutely understand trucking. Good. These guys definitely understand trucking. What most people think of an air freight, they don't understand that a lot of domestic air freight just moves by truck. 
I mean, you'll go inside the inside here and look at different different companies that are in here, and all you see on their marketing material is truck, right? Air freight, cargo, or uh, 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 expediters. Uh, they'll specialize in just like uh, EWR and LaGuardia, et cetera, to eastern points of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. That's all they do with nice. 50 trucks, well, right? And they're an air freight cargo company. Vincent, right? we got to send you off into the wilds, oh, but uh, right. where's your booth? How do people go find you? So, yeah, so we're in the very back corner on the right-hand side, big place, freight uh, freight waves. Uh, you nice. see the sonar screens. we got a bunch of people here to talk with you. Have a logo and, uh, that looks demos. like this. Absolutely. That. That's the logo exactly yes. right there. All right. So Thanks we'll for joining us. Amen. Thanks, brother. Keep Peace it on trucking, man. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. So do you have do you have Disney Plus yet? Yeah. All right. I got it. I got but you it. haven't watched the new Aladdin. I you know maybe I did. When did it come out? Last year. I might have watched it a while ago. All right. Ago. Do you think this is a whole new world that is for us broadcasting yes. from an air freight conference? It is. Where we are like just wrapping our we're embracing all the different parts of the supply chain and the logistics networks and uh it's kind of exciting you, you know? know after this we'll probably go around and check out some of the boots so we can maybe do a rate the boot swag kind of oh uh, that'd be fun segment bringing it back but so far we've been through the hotel we've been through the accommodations we've been to nashville what do you think of this as a host city i love it yeah yeah i love it, it it's you know it is uh it's a hip town it's it can get a little dense right right here it can get a little congested parking can be 50 bucks but uh, I, I find it really, really fun. I like walking across that bridge and going to Nissan, Nissan Stadium and watching the, the Titans, wow. amongst other things. We've got another gentleman who's right on deck. Come, Chris come over, Chris McMillan. McMillan, VP of IT. Yeah, hi. IT Thanks for joining Worldwide. us. How's it it's going, happening. Chris? Very good. Exciting morning. Yes. Here at the conference. Now, we touched, on, cyber, on. We touched on cybersecurity a little bit with Scott Case. And we were talking about... Sure. Kind of this the, the the action movie scenario of some could someone take over an air traffic control tower and maybe that's a little far fetched but what kind of risks are there in cybersecurity right now in terms of air cargo? You know I think the, a lot of the risks are to the companies uh, uh, a, a lot of the smaller and mid sized companies you know the less funded I think that's a tough uh, thing for uh, a lot of companies the uh, the focus in that space threats are changing all the time. I think that that uh, presents a lot of challenges to our industry from the large scale uh, companies uh, when some of the you know major ransomware and uh, you know viruses hit that uh, tears through a lot of different industries. But I think our industry is a little bit more uh, uh, susceptible in some places just because of the international aspect of things and the fact that we work with a lot of international trade, currency, payments, and things like that. So uh, evolving threats, I think, are some of the biggest things that are uh, you know. Uh, affecting our industry and a lot of others. You know, you guys are a freight forwarder, right? Yes. And there, uh, and you, you mentioned when I talked to you before, there are just so many different ways to get things done. Sure. Yeah. Well, what are you guys doing right now? Um, trying to increase your efficiency, getting things done. Do you have an example, a little story, any, any way you've done an end to end connection? Sure. Uh, I mean, we're always trying to push the envelope. It's, uh, you know, more with a lot less uh, as everyone's doing try to be more efficient and, uh, you know, be a game changer. I think in the IT space, we try to be a kind of a multiplier effect for our uh, all of our users out there and also for our customers. So things like endpoint delivery, a big a focal point, right? People want uh, 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 an experience uh, that is exceptional, uh, you know smartphone based. I want to see what's coming at me. I want to uh, be able to measure my customer's experience and how, how well you deliver 
on time and how well that works. So I think that a lot of the endpoint delivery focus is a piece of that. Everyone wants to see their freight at any step of the, the uh, journey, uh, wants to know and be able to intervene maybe quickly so they can kind of uh, uh, handle any scenarios that, that pop up. And, and that's uh, an inevitability with, with weather and, and every other thing out there. So uh, uh, being able to intervene quickly is a, is a big piece of some of the things that our customers need to do. And then just visibility to their freight, see what's going on, where is it at, um, and do I know that it's safe and uh, moving on time. What is your favorite aviation-based action movie? Because I was just thinking, I watched a couple before I came to this, and I watched Passenger 57 with Denzel. Sure. I watched uh, Snakes on a Plane, uh-huh. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, oh, and, and, and Terminal Velocity. What about with, speed? Uh, <laughs> speed is another one. Right? Speed's, Speed's on a fantastic. bus. I, I would oh, say, uh, on bus. Yeah, yeah, Con Air is fun. That's yeah, a, that's Con a Air. that's kind of exceptional. Some uh, liver, you know, larger than life characters. Airplane, nineteen eighty. Airplane. Well, no, I bring it up because in the true. action that's movies, they tend to go through. Also, Air Force One, but they tend to go uh, throughout yeah. the plane. Sure. And I think when most people get on a plane, they think of it like I go here and my luggage is underneath. But really, what's under the plane is a lot of cargo, right? Yes. How much cargo is under the plane? You know, I was just uh, listening to a statistic. I, I haven't checked the numbers yet, but I heard something of the order of fifteen percent is passenger and the rest is cargo. And I got to say, as, as the costs go up for us uh, just moving our own luggage, you got to wonder, you know, what's displacing that? You know, our cargo is a big, big piece of it. And uh, obviously the security related to that is a, is a big deal too. A lot of what we're covering here at the conference. Wow. What is a good point? The capacity yeah. of, of the yeah. actual cargo taken away from your uh, the six luggage bags you like to bring <laughs> with your, uh, your hair dryer and everything, Chet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you just throw me under the bus? <laughs> Let everybody know my secrets. Now, um, Chris, uh, you, well, like I know that you're here actually to talk about cybersecurity and True. you're uh, what are just like, if a company hasn't jumped into the equation yet, sure. what are just a few initial steps that they could take just to kind of get going? Yeah, I think the, the big one, if you don't have a uh, depth in that space, engage some professionals. I know it's easy to say, but um, I, I think some professional help to understand what the risks are in your area is always helpful. Okay. Um, having an incident response plan, I, you know, it's a, a lot of words, but at the end of the day, you know, you think about it, you uh, you practice a fire drill, right? You know, what do we do? We go downstairs, yeah. we meet in a certain place, we do certain things in a very specific way. And um, while it seems like it's a, you know, we kind of, you know, spend an hour doing that and do that a couple times a year, at the end of the day, do we do it in the cyberspace? And it's a similar kind of scenario, you know, when you're faced with something where you have to make snap decisions with uh, minimal information, it's nice to have a basic plan so that you can communicate with people, let people know what's going on, make sure you can communicate with your customers, minimize disruption, minimize damage. So incident response plans, there's great information on the internet uh, out there, a a lot of great uh, sample plans, but the biggest thing is get educated and, and get, do you guys get do on that? A, get on a plan. Well, we educate our own yeah, uh, okay. in, internal users, and obviously we, yeah. we send things out, help our customers understand the things that we do to make them safe and meet all the requirements that we have. But um, I think the a biggest piece of that, get educated and get on a plan. I think that okay. some of the things that are coming up with CTPAT and some of the uh, security requirements uh, with various agencies out there, you're going to see cybersecurity becoming a hot button. And it's good for those agencies to understand that you have a plan and that you're at a point in a plan. I think that's a big piece to be able to demonstrate to your your customers and obviously regulatory. Chris, how do people uh, go about learning more about all this? Uh, A lot of great uh, information out there. Obviously, the Internet's fantastic. The the AFA, the Air Forwarders Association, has uh, some new uh, website material that we're publishing uh, to keep 
uh, people informed and membership informed. It's a fantastic way to go and do that. And then I would say probably the last one, which is there's some heavy reading, but NIST, so the uh, the National uh, the Institute for Science and Technology and Standards, um, okay. they have some fantastic information uh, out there to get people going. Nice. Thank you very much for joining Thanks us. For uh, go grab yourself a T-shirt. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Thanks for All coming right, man. To Great to have you. Hey, we uh, we would be remiss to not mention uh, that people are paying the bills, right? Keeping the lights on us for That's Chad. That's right. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by DHL Supply Chain, the world's leading logistics company. DHL Supply Chain team of experts simplify the complex and work with you, you, Chad, to find solutions to all of life's problems and transportation's challenges to learn more and how DHL can help your business, tell them, Chad, where do they go? Logistics.dhl.com. I'm headed there right now. No, it's a great site, though. <laughs> they, and they're, they're great people. Yes, making the complex simplified. That's what we like to do and educate our audiences on how to get started with. Maybe it's something like taking those first steps, as Chris McMillan was talking about, with cyber well, security. I'll tell you, when I was a broker, yeah. all right, I, I always loved doing air freight more than ocean freight. Because when you would open a file on either things, when you were doing ocean freight, it would sit there for 30 days. Oh. Stupid manila folder just staring at you. Yeah. And the, the air freight folders, especially where I worked, they were great. You know, and those would be gone like within three days. You got to practice the getting things done method. That, well, yeah, it's just much quicker. Right. And like you're not haunted by the same file where something may be going wrong. They get to move it quick. I love it. Yeah. You don't want to create an unnecessary loop. Creating a necessary loop in our supply chain. Yeah, talking about Brooke getting someone here Pierce. quick. Brooke Come Pierce. On in. Come on down. Yes. Hello, How you doing? Gentlemen. What's going on, sir? Good morning. Afternoon. Love the vest. Yeah, Patagonia, man. Yeah, They're saying that that is becoming... Like, it's even taking over the blazer. It's becoming the new business corporate uniform. The Wall Street Journal even wrote an article about it, and so did Business Insider. Yeah, I got six of them. You had what? six of them? Yeah, you know. You wow. are a trendsetter. No, I'm like old school. I got six of the same color, just, you know. Oh, just I love it that much. Craig, yeah. I mean, why not, right? Why not, yeah. <laughs> All right, now, do you, like, do you keep anything in the pocket? I do not, actually, okay. believe it or not. Believe See, I have, not. I have a hat with a zipper on the side, <laughs> and I hadn't unzipped it in a long time. When I did, I found $5 in there. I was so excited. Wow, you, you need kid. to do that more often. I know, I almost lost my uh, microphone there. Now so, that you say that, hold on one second. <laughs> what do you got? Ah, oh, that would be We should have set that up. Like, yeah, I know, like, right? There you go, it's a free ticket. Uh, he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll slide you some later. Brooke, who are you with? I'm with Accelerated uh, Incorporated, Accelerated Courier. Actually, it was our uh, formal name. Yeah. We were yeah. Uh, on the Courier side. It's uh, what we started off in 1977, and then uh, we've just kind of grown into a uh, nationwide LTL uh Air and ocean and domestic carrier. Let's define some things. It may it may be worth saying because we have an audience yeah. that deals a lot with inland trucking. So, in the in the parlance of what you guys do, what is a courier? So, a courier for us is anything local, uh, what we call uh, air miles. So, a courier could be anywhere between you know sixty and uh, eighty miles. So, uh, it's a courier is somebody that does local routes. So. Uh, as you gentlemen know, like just with UPS and FedEx, it's a standard route and uh, you just kind of go there every single day and come back. That is that's the courier side, just local cartage. Yeah. So I noticed that you guys do a lot of overnight or you say Absolutely. like one, one day you do overnight, occasionally two day um, so you, are you, do you have, you're, you're based right here in Nashville? Based in Nashville, absolutely. That's awesome. So it's great to have someone regional here. Mm -hmm. um, so like, do you guys, what, we kind of have your, your lanes, does that keep things a little bit more efficient, easier for your drivers? How does that work? Absolutely. So uh, when we started here in Nashville, 
our next spot was Atlanta, which is actually our largest. It's our hub. Okay. And so uh, we basically have... Home yeah. of Freight Waves Live, by the way. May yeah. 5th and 6th. <laughs> Go to FreightWaves.com. Click on events. Get your ticket now. Absolutely, guys. So, uh, yeah. So we uh, got the hub in Atlanta. Uh, and then, yeah, it's uh, basically out of Atlanta. It's overnight uh, everywhere. And then as we're okay. now in uh, over uh, L.A., two days. Wow. Well, you, uh, you, so you guys, I noticed you tailor your operations to the needs of freight forwarders, airlines, and as you call integrators. What's, a, yes. what's an integrator? Uh, integrators are those that uh, are most like uh, 3PLs, those that uh, okay. are looking to uh, basically have non-asset base, and I'm asset base, and uh, yeah. they utilize us, so we help them like, uh, you know, integrate a system. But in other words, also on the integration side, we also work with APIs. To uh, integrate in their technology as well. You know what's funny about that? When I worked at a three PL, they called you know what they called an integrator like UPS. Yeah, or like anybody with parcels. That was their name for parcel companies. Absolutely. Was integrators. Yeah, that's the, the old school terminology. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it? That's a weird thing about this business, Chad. And that's yeah. why I don't know if you can even go to school for it. You kind of have to learn it within the walls that you're in because yeah. the vernacular and the dialogue, like a three PL that deals with global freight, speaks yeah. much differently than a three PL that just deals with inland trucking. Exactly. As does a courier, you guys probably have your own vernacular. So what is like, what's your most inside term? Shoot, uh, let's see here, what people know. Man, that's a hard question. Yeah. Catch me on the spot like I that. Know, yeah, I know. It's one of the secret handshake, uh, just in case. Absolutely. I was going to yeah. drop it He's, in there. I was it's, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a fish in water. He doesn't yeah. know that which yeah, he Yeah, I mean, but there's so much. Unusual. Like I said, the first time I started, it was like, do y'all have a glossary of like these terms? Like, And then, you know, what's one thing is, you know, we have three different words for like, terminal service charge you know tsc yeah. thc and all this stuff and i'm like why do we have three terms for the same thing so uh but yeah you're right you basically just got to kind of learn it and figure it out so yeah. uh you know who recommended uh we have you on he knows you very well andrew latabache ceo Correct. of reliance partners he says you guys have been buddies uh for a long time did you did you grow up with yeah absolutely so yeah, i've known him yeah i've known oh, him. jenny from the block yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've known each other since we were about five and wow. uh we all grew up here before this nashville that y'all are here we're so grateful to have the event here by the way as we're, we're growing here uh but we grew up in franklin tennessee and okay. uh we played soccer together and uh basically just been friends since then and uh we actually believe it or not we actually went to uh, middle school together as well so just been a small, great. small world in the yeah. supply chain, huh? Absolutely. And, you know, happened to be in insurance and, you know, glad to be with him on our side as well. This is such, the, the most interesting thing about this business is that with our own company, our, our, our founder and CEO, Craig Fuller, multi-generational. Huh? I'm multi-generational. My father works for Roanoke, big sponsor at, at this company here. Yeah. So many, it's weird. It, I, a lot of people don't go to school for this. Absolutely. We kind of end up in it by accident even if our parents yeah. said we kind of try to avoid it but then yeah. I don't, it's, it just pulls you in it's like a black hole it is and that's why I said they got business side but even a business even when they say logistics it's not what we do people are asking us like uh, we're trying to get interns in and we go to Georgia Tech and things and we're like you know what do you do it, it's really hard We it's, there's not a, it's not anything it's just you gotta learn it you sit down and like it's easier just to do it and jump in and learn what we do it really is uh one-of-a-kind type situation now an event like this what do you would you what message do you want to put out there to people what do you think people need to know more about what you guys do and you wish they had a better understanding of now's your chance yeah i mean basically with something like this it's just to understand uh you know how hard it is to move those packages and get them across the country in two days so uh that's about it you know i mean that's just it 
I mentioned why? those perishables, Chad, right? He's right. like being a courier, like his job, you always have people wondering where their stuff is, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ours is, is, is uh, while you're sleeping, your freight is moving safely through the night. That's just kind of how we, we see And it. they want to see it. Everybody wants it all visible the whole time, right? Yeah. They want transparency on everything. And that includes like breakdowns or what the delay is. And it's gotten so bad that they want to know everything. Uh, but I think that, you know, means a lot that we trust our service as well. So we're okay with that. Is the reason that you guys like to do the one or the or just the two day ship? Is it because of the infrastructure itself, your assets? They're they're in, they're created to to do that for in the the limited period of time. Or actually, uh, it's really um, if it's domestic freight, the convention freight has to be there. Yeah. So like this, we've got to get it moving. That's what you have the overnight for. When people are late behind, they got to get it next day. Yeah. Uh, the other aspect is just uh, the airline side where they book uh, space on planes, and if we don't make it. They still got to. They still have to pay for that space. There's no like, you know. Oh yeah, uh-huh. we'll catch you on the next one. I mean, they lose space, so they got to pay for it. So it's on a time constraint. That that's kind of how it works. A lot of just in time. It sounds Absolutely. sounds like you must lead a pretty intense life. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. <laughs> it's I should have as much movie. for anything else, you know. <laughs> yeah. What would an action movie about a courier be be like? Well, you know. You, you probably have to deliver, like, the wrong package. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not just the wrong package. It's, it's just even with TSA. I mean, oh, yeah. the stuff that we call SSI, the sensitive security stuff we can't talk about. It's probably the craziness oh. that we see there. Have you ever handcuffed a briefcase to your arm? You know, like the, the metal attache case? That's one of my favorite, yeah. like, tropes in movies yeah. is, like, the switcheroo of the lookalike briefcases. Yeah, the look yes. Well, it's funny you say that because we haven't done that, but when the new iPhones come out, we do handle the new iPhones. Oh. You imagine um, 500 iPhones to a skid. You know, 30, 35 skids to a truck, what that trailer costs. So the night when you guys are waiting to get that phone. Yeah. Why have, does it take so long? Yeah, Quicker. exactly. But we have three trucks that go out, two that are empty and one that actually has the cargo. So you talk about handcuffing. I mean, we basically have the same thing, like just like the movies. We have three trucks that go out oh. and one truck has the freight and the other two go elsewhere. In just case in case like well, banditos or like robbers yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, we get that. I don't How think about, you understand. Like that does happen. Here, Flat screen the, TVs, everything. The opposite of an action movie, Castaway, yeah. where he loses the, all those packages oh. and he ends up bringing that FedEx package. Great ad for FedEx, it. isn't it? Yeah. I, well, yeah. That's the whole uh, movie is just a commercial Four years later, he yeah. survived to do that. Right. No, and it happens. I mean, we've got people that have turned something in a year later, and then they're upset. <laughs> like, I can't believe it took a year. I'm like, I can't believe we found it. Yeah, <laughs> I, <can't believe> <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> what. So, what happens in those situations? Like, I got like this is the post office, but I got a letter from the post office that was mailed in June, and it just showed up in Chattanooga the other day. Yeah. So, does someone just like throw it in the bin? Like, they like rub some dirt on it, put a footprint on it, and they're like. I- out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's usually in the back corner somewhere. When they say it's been misrouted, it's usually somewhere, you know. So uh, we find it, and then uh, a lot of people just put it somewhere where they don't fall and they call somebody. Yeah. But we actually, uh, in our business, uh, or at least our company, we actually look at the shipper. We call them, find out, and uh, we find a home for it. So, so speaking of calling, so if people, you're, if you're missing your package, how do you get in touch with Brooke? Uh, well, you, don't you, get you know, saying, yeah. No, I mean, with us, you know, our, our website, you know, if you did miss something, you know, www com, and we have an entire uh, OSD department that will uh, try to look. Well, just give them your phone number. We'll just blow up. Yeah, your phone absolutely. Number. Yeah, okay. you know, no, just five kidding. five five. Yeah, no. I mean, hey, eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, that's um, it. All right. All right. Thank, thanks for joining us. Hey, gentlemen, really thank you so much it. for having me. I appreciate it. Chad, what is your favorite action movie based on an air, on an airplane? You, I mean, you thought Speed was. That's on a bus. So do you know the difference between a bus and an airplane? That's my first question. 
I forgot the movie. I thought the, Even I thought Speed the, 2 wasn't on an airplane. It was on a cruise ship. You got me there. Cruise Control. Uh, airplane was my favorite air, airplane movie. Have you seen Airplane 2, the second batch? I think I have. Yeah. 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 Michael Caney, is, he's going to come up next. He's a, he's a very interesting gentleman. He himself was the president of um, a brokerage, right? Right. Yeah. Yes, he was before he came and joined us. Uh, he is now the EVP of Sonar Sales yeah. and Freight Waves, making some of his valuable time where he could be, Here he he could is. be landing deals. Here he is with visiting with us a little bit. What's up, fellas? How's it hey. going, dude? It's going awesome. How's your morning going? Pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty good. good. I had the nice yeah. buffet over there. Had, yeah. You know, can't go wrong with some uh, some eggs and, uh, little, and a little yogurt. You've had a lot of great guys on this morning. What, what have you learned? What have you learned at Air Cargo? I learned what an integrator is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I learned, um, I learned that Chad thinks that speed, which was based on a bust, <laughs> he thought it took place in the air. Okay. So now I'm questioning his competency to, yeah. <laughs> to speed like Keanu Reeves. Yes. Speed? Like, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, there's, there, I bet you that Con Air, that took place. That, Con right? Air took place on a plane. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's you, a great movie. Con Air, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. We're going way back. Okay. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? The island? No, what was it? Was the, oh, The Rock. The Rock. Yes. Those were great. Yeah, those were great. Like, what happened to Nick Cage? Yeah. We should do a What the Truck segment on Nick Cage now, someday, speaking just of, for fun. Speaking of The Rock he and speaking out, of man. Disney movies, big, big bucks. The Rock was in Moana. Good one. Do you have kids, yeah. Kenny? I, I have three. Okay. Have you yeah. seen the new Aladdin yet? Yeah. It's okay. on, you know it's on Disney+. Plus. I know it is. Like, we yeah. just saw it, and, like, the kids are in love. They watch that. They watch The Return of Jafar. They watch the, they're, like, they're super into it at the moment. Yeah. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world for Sonar, too. Right. You're talking to Michael Vincent. So let's, let's bring it all back together. Yep. What do you want to learn while you're here? Um, you know, I think it's interesting. There's so many different businesses here, whether they're truck or rail or forwarders, and um, they all need different types of data to impact whatever segment of the market they handle. Um, and so I've had a really good time learning about how these different regional businesses support customers. One of the ways that Sonar uh, tracks it is just by knowing the supply and demand in any Absolutely. given market. What are some uh, ways that you, they can, our, you know, customers could use yep. Sonar uh, and being able to track those uh, volumes? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good question. So um, what, I've, what I've learned is that, like I said a moment ago, there's so many different regional plays happening with these customers. Um, and Sonar is going to give any user the kind of um, overall domestic truckload visibility into the whole market. Right? So however the market's moving, you're going to be able to see. And then we can go in and provide market-specific granularities for any of these um, freight forwarders or airlines around specifically what's coming in and out of their port or their airport. So anything that they want to see specific to that market, all of the volumes upstream all the way down to the consignee, they, we, can, we can provide all that data. Wow. Wow. Regional. Regional stuff. Um, we, we, have the, uh, we have volumes we can look at, yep. right? We have... Uh, Rate, a rate index? Yeah, we have rate. So rate indexes, the rail carrier, the air carrier, the importer, the beneficial cargo owner, where it's coming, where it's going. You can see all that on a, on a granular level at each market. What's more volatile, the, the trucking market? We all know that that goes up and down. But yeah. how, what about the air freight market, uh, spot versus contract, all of those kind of things? What, what, what runs the air freight business? Uh, so some of it has to do with the price of fuel and some of it has to do um, with... The overall the overall pricing of the market, right? So when we see when we see air freight go down, we see ship go down and container volumes go down because the air becomes more attractive. People can put things on the air. So there's overall like all of these kind of macro level things that happen. So it's the same thing with trucking out of like Los Angeles. When truck load rates go way down, 
we see the rails lose a little bit because it's so much more cost effective to put it on a truck than it might normally be. So like we'll track like LAX to Dallas, for example, and watch. So it really just has to do with the pricing volatility between each mode. Wow. Well, you know how they say that the air cargo conference is the conference for everyone else. I think that what we're learning here is that we are all everyone else. We're a part. We're all a part of this chain together. You're talking about yep. it right now. If you, you can track volumes with uh, in a variety of ways, it's not just all about the air. Yeah, absolutely. And and prior to sonar, what people had to do is they had to go out and buy data sets from lots of disparate places. Uh -huh. So they're going to go, yeah. oh, well, this is publicly available here, or I can buy this from this place. Um, and like, who has the time for that? Right, you've been in, in the 3PL world. Of course. Like, you know how reactionary it can be. Like, you don't have the time to go buy 40 data sets and do it on your own. Sonar, you log in and it's there. We're yeah. going to tell you everything you need to know in one screen, and you can make a decision uh, in, immediately in real time versus all of this fragmentation that exists in the world. Aside from Sonar, what kind of tech that's going on in air freight, things you're seeing out there, what excites you? I know like companies like Freightos, for example, they're bringing digital load boards yep. to, to the air freight market. So we get, we get data and speed of information. What, what's got you a little excited? What's got you pumped to be here? Yeah, you know, one of the interesting things as, as a vendor, right, as a tech vendor for Sonar, um, we, our whole bedrock is based on integrating data, right? So like I talked to a company yesterday that's doing, uh, they're a startup, they're doing some really cool RFID tagging things. So a lot around individual like skew visibility, like where you talked about your package that like January to whatever, yeah. like, like where, like, is, where is that? And yeah. so I think what we're seeing is um, more visibility is coming into the marketplace. And the more that that happens, the more that we have an opportunity as an aggregator to put those things together and provide Ooh. actionable insights. Integrators and, and aggregators. aggregators. Yeah. They're doing similar things. We need a bell for like buzzwords. That let's we let use. him ring like this every time we, we use got one right here. Like integrator, here. aggregator. Here. Like we just need a buzzword. You've yeah. never rang we, the cowbell, right. have you? We've got a rim shot. That's right. That's that's every time, hard. every time you have somebody on, they use like an industry buzzword. Just <laughs> well, what's a buzzword <laughs> we should be using? Now they're usually get, they usually get an, what am I doing here? They usually okay. get a negative term. <laughs> what's a buzzword that we should be using? Yeah, now? I think I think visibility is the is the buzzword. Like yeah. if you look at what everybody's selling right now, it's Visibility, 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 like um, whether it's truckload or anything else. Um, so that, I feel like that's the big theme in freight tech right now. Yeah. Well, how, how do you make yourself more visible mm. to uh, our audience? How do they get in touch with you to talk I'm going to give you a little applause for that transition. Good job, wow. That was a good one. That, M. That you like that transition? M. Caney yeah. at FreightWaves.com. But go to FreightWaves.com uh, where you can consume all of our content, our news. Uh, go to Sonar, request a demo. We have a whole yeah. team of people just waiting okay. for you to call and do a demo. So it's not just all about you is what you're saying. Yeah. It's about no. the whole team. No, okay. A, I like that. It's an ecosystem, Jack. Who That's doesn't want to know more faster? That's right. Um... Unless it's no, bad I, information, maybe. That's right, that's right, that's right. Do you want the good news yes. or the bad news? Unless you're getting served like a jury summons, maybe you don't want that. Which is yeah. why you need sonar. Get rid of your it, bad information. Exactly. All right, Thanks, Michael guys. Katie, yeah, thanks Mike, for hey, joining us. You know what? We, we got to wrap it up. We're going to be back with, uh, I don't know, what's next? What's next on the schedule? Well, there's all kinds of exciting things. Uh, let's. You're just going to put me on the spot, huh? 
Well, uh, I thought you were looking right at There it. we go. We've got Eric Hulish. Is, Whoa, uh, he Eric is, Cargo. He is going to be ta- our Eric Cargo reporter. He's going to be talking to us about the conference and what he's been seeing. we got Brian Schreiber, the manager of Air Cargo at Rickenbacker International Airport, Ooh, giving us a unique insight. The insane. New York Rickenbackers. And then we will get Andrew Latabache and Ronald Ramsey, partners at Reliance Partners. Latabache, even more Boucher. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back in yeah. a little bit then. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you for tuning into What the Truck. Hello, close it. Flight attendants, please prepare for landing. Again, ladies and gentlemen. He can't hear us. Yeah, what are you on? What are they on? We're on our own trip over here. We're on TikTok too. Use, air, the truck. use code AirCargo2020 and save $200. Doop.